Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, what's up? Good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Our favorite guest, Mike Florio, is the founder of Pro Football Talk on Twitter at, you guessed it, Pro Football Talk. He is full of insights and candor and reporting and information on the NFL. And he's written yet another book. It comes out November 1st. Perfect holiday gift. It is a holiday book called On Our Way Home. And if that's not enough, he is donating everything he gets to a local animal shelter. Uh, $3.99 ebook, $9.99 on paperback. So if you're like me and you like to have the, the physical hard copy in your hand, you can do that. If you're fancy, like Tommy over here, you can just get the ebook. All the proceeds go to a local animal shelter. Mr. Florio, good morning. Congratulations on writing another book. What Do you not sleep, dude? Like, where do you find the time? Well, one thing I've learned covering the NFL for 23 years in an immediate blog post, get it done, get it done, get it done mindset. When I have free time and during football season, I don't have much. I have a couple of writing sessions I can squeeze in per week, Tuesday nights and Friday nights. I get a lot done. I never have writer's block. It is just go and go and go. Now, I can't vouch for the quality. I can definitely vouch for the quantity. And my thought is, I don't know if I've told you this before, but have you ever heard of the infinite monkey theorem where if you put enough monkeys in a room with each one assigned to a typewriter, eventually someone will create Shakespeare. One of the monkeys accidentally will create Shakespeare if you have enough monkeys banging around <laughs> the typewriter. So my own personal monkey theorem is if I write enough books, there's a chance that at least one of them will accidentally be not horrible. I have that exact same theorem on producers, Mike, so I totally – no, I'm just kidding, Tom. I can – Mike Florio here on, uh, here on the show. Mike, what is your reaction, overreaction, underreaction? What, what is the proper – way you, do you think to view Brock Purdy right now coming off a couple losses and obviously at the end of that game last night a couple turnovers that were critical? Well, look, he put the 49ers in position to win last week. Jake Moody misses a 41-yard field goal, which I'm old enough to remember when a 41-yard field goal was kind of a long field goal. Now it's a chip shot. you got to make a 41-yarder a in today's NFL. So they should have beaten the Browns last week. Last night, Purdy had two chances to drive the 49ers in position to win the game. Down five, the Vikings punted fourth and four from the San Francisco 42. It went into the end zone. It was a 22-yard net. Within a couple of plays, the 49ers were where they would have been if the Vikings had gone for it and not gotten it. But to me, I think the key moment, we talked about this on PFT Live today, there was a third and short quarterback sneak. When you look at the overhead angle, Purdy got rocked. And, I mean, helmet right to the jaw area of his helmet. 
I can't help but wonder whether or not that just kind of lingered with him in some capacity. He had the interception a couple of plays after that, the first one to Cam Bynum. And then when they got the ball back after the missed field goal by Greg Joseph, 50-yarder, again, that's kind of what a 40-yarder used to be. Like, yeah, it's kind of long, but, you know, guys are making them left and right now. The 49ers had another opportunity. He threw across his body. Cam Bynum jumped up and picked it off. So, you know, you make your legend by not just presiding over an offense that kicks the crap out of everybody and wins by 20. You make your legend by stepping up in big moments, in big games. You know, it was the reverse of what we saw from Kirk Cousins. Cousins is the guy who usually is throwing those interceptions late in a primetime game. Cousins was perfect last night, or as close to perfect as I've ever seen him as a Vikings quarterback. And Purdy now has created a data point that he's going to have to overcome. And close game, big spot, can you deliver? And, and uh, you know, the baggage he's going to have mentally the next time he's in that opportunity is, I better not do it again. And if you do it again, oh, well, I better not do it again. And, oh, I better not do it again. And it could become a narrative that's hard to reverse. And that was really the first t- time we saw him in a spot where he had the opportunity to win the game twice, and both times he threw interceptions. Yeah, Florio, you, you bring up Cousins, and, and I've certainly been skeptical of, of, of Cousins for the reasons you talked about. And apparently the band Creed and the song Higher was part of the inspiration for, for Kirk Cousins' uh, play. Are you, are you, do, you, do you jam out to Creed when you're, when you're no. riding on our way home? Okay, just want to no, make sure. No, I'm more of a Springsteen. But, I mean, isn't it required Quality. if you're a sports writer to listen? And I'm, yes, I'm a late arrival to the Springsteen party. Maybe at some level I realize since I – cover sports for a living i have to be a springsteen aficionado but i am now i don't know how i got here but i am now so no creed springsteen uh the uh the eagles with it with a really impressive win against the dolphins and again i don't want to overreact too much to, to a single game but Tua did have some turnovers it was the lowest offensive production we've seen from miami at least so far this season is that loss in any way adjusting or readjusting how you view miami where you view miami in the pecking order in the nfl Here's what it does for my take on Miami. They better finish high enough in the standings that they force teams to come to them in January because I don't think that the greatest show on turf 2.0 is going to travel well to Baltimore, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City when it's time to hit the postseason. And and it reminds me a lot of the Lions in that way. I think the Lions, who – have the schedule that is conducive to fattening up and maybe being the one seed in the NFC, make them come to you. Make them come indoors. Don't put Jared Goff in the wind like he was on Sunday. Don't put him in the rain. Don't put him in the snow. For Miami, you got to play those games in Miami in January or you're going to have a hard time beating the best teams in the AFC with the season on the line. So I think that's the key. Not overreaction, not underreaction. Accurate take, I believe. Miami had better win enough games that they don't have to go on the road in the playoffs. And that's not going to be easy to do. they got a tough schedule. they got some big games still to come, and they're going to have to go outdoors again as the season unfolds. Mike Florio here on the show. We've had a feisty conversation about the AFC and who those best teams might be. Where would you slot in the Baltimore Ravens, Mike, both now coming off that big win, but also just what you expect them to do over the course of the year? Well, I expect them to do what Mark Andrews, their tight end, told me that he believes they'll do after the win on Sunday, which is to start to put wins together and separate. 
They're in a tough division. Everybody who played this weekend from the AFC North won. Browns beat the Colts, Steelers beat the Rams, and the Ravens blew out the Lions. Bengals had the bye week. But they're all at or above 500. The Ravens need to just keep winning. Lamar Jackson orchestrating an offense that's seven games in. It seems to be clicking. He distributed the ball to nine different players on Sunday. He resisted the urge to run and threw repeatedly. He's in a great sweet spot of running that new offense under Todd Munkin. And I think they're in a position where they're going to be a factor. The Chiefs are going to be a factor. The Dolphins are going to be a factor. And the Jaguars are going to be a factor. We got 10 more regular season games for most of these teams. And I think just how that playoff tree shakes out and who has home field advantage, it's always important, but I think it's going to be very important this year. Who gets to stay home? Who gets the bye week? It's all to be determined over the final 10 or 11 weeks of the regular season. Mike Florio here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder. This is CBS Sports Radio. If it's not the Ravens in the AFC North, or it is the Ravens, who is the team that pushes them the most? Who's the biggest threat underneath Baltimore in that division from your perspective going forward? Well, the Browns and the Steelers have – wait, have they already beaten them? No, wait, the Ravens beat the Browns. I'm getting, my, I'm getting my outcomes mixed up. But the Steelers have beaten the Ravens. The Browns have a defense where Miles Garrett is potentially an MVP candidate, not defensive player of the year, but league MVP. I mean, if the Browns would, would end up with the one seed in the AFC, wouldn't Miles Garrett be the MVP of the league? It's not like their quarterback is going to be the MVP. They don't have anybody else that would take the votes. Browns end up one seed. Miles Garrett is MVP. He single-handedly kept them in that game the other day. I mean, they gave up 39 point, or 38 points, which was shocking. But I think the Browns are a team that the Ravens need to worry about. The Steelers are a team that I think could, could keep enough games close that they work whatever that Mike Tomlin magic is and they win enough games to get to the playoffs. But once they get to the playoffs, that's where it gets exposed because – they're almost never the better team. But you look up and it's like, wait a minute, they're only down by seven and there's five minutes left in the third quarter and they're, what just happened there, that weird play? And, uh-oh, they're going to score and they're going to win. And that's just not sustainable when the best teams are playing the best. So I'd say the Browns are the ones the Ravens need to worry about, especially if they would cross paths for round three in the playoffs. Florio, it's been a, it's been a weird week for, for New England, right? First they're in free fall. Then we find out at least a report that Bill Belichick, who, who a lot of us thought you know might be his seat might be hot, got an extension in the off season. Then they just go ahead and, and, and beat the Buffalo Bills. How do you best guess or reporting or whatever you got? How do you evaluate Belichick's status right now in New England? Well, and I think that if you go back and look very carefully at the words that were used by NFL media, extension was never used. There's a belief from some people I've talked to that. Belichick's contract actually expired after the 2022 season and they had to do a new contract. And so, yes, it's lucrative and yes, it's multi-year, but what it comes down to is this, would anything about that contract keep Robert Kraft from tearing it up and moving on to another coach if this season doesn't go the way he wants to go? And when he was asked the question back in late March, is Bill Belichick going to stay as long as it takes to pass on Shula for the career all-time wins, Mark, Robert Kraft didn't say hell yes. Robert Kraft didn't say, the guy's won six Super Bowls. My God, why would you even ask that question? You know, he said, well, I want all of our players and coaches to have records, but we need to win enough games, and it's important that we get to the playoffs this year. So I think that, I think that what happened on Sunday, frankly, this is my best analysis of the situation. Bill Belichick specifically leaked that. 
to end the talk about him being fired during the season. Belichick or someone close to him got that out there to end this talk that he'd be fired during the season. After the season, I think all bets are off if they don't make it to the playoffs. Now, of all the teams that are 2-5, and five, with Belichick, that's the one team I'd look at and say, I wouldn't put anything past them at this point, finding a way to turn the clock back, win some games, get better on the fly. But if they don't make it to the playoffs, I, I really do think there's a, a real chance that Belichick won't be back next year. That is why Mike Florio is the best, because that is the best answer, the most accurate answer I've heard on that on that question anywhere in media over the course of the last three, four, five days. I'm Bill Ryder with you here, CBS Sports Radio, talking to Mr. Florio. And I, by the way, Mike, I'm sure you do too. I know the guy who 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 reps Bill Belichick, and I like him. But I, that absolutely tracks. That certainly seems like something he would do. Uh, Florio, la- last one for you. We go back and forth here on, on Buffalo. For me, and I'm probably wrong. I could be wrong. It just feels to me like a year ago their, their window, or maybe two years ago, closed. I, I don't know what to, to make of these guys. Do you still put them in the category of teams, a lead or however we want to phrase it, who are still legitimate Super Bowl contending teams on the level of a, you know the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Niners, whoever else you want to put up there? Yes, but they need to get some things figured out. They had three straight weeks of dominant performances before the wheels came off. And, and even though they beat the Giants, it feels like they didn't, right? And it's just, it was just a sluggish, sloppy game. Offensively, here's the fundamental problem. And defensive coaches surely hate when I say this, but if I was hiring a head coach, I would always hire an offensive guy because the most important relationship is the head of your offense and your quarterback. And when you have a defensive coach and the offense plays really well and you got a franchise quarterback, your offense coordinator is going to be a head coach somewhere else. And then you got to hope that the next offensive coordinator can get it done. And frankly, Ken Dorsey hasn't gotten it done. My son and I were talking about this a week or two ago. How many opportunities do you really have? When you're Ken Dorsey, you come in last year, you got 17 regular season games, a couple of playoff games, then you're seven games into this season. How much are you really getting comfortable? How much are you really crafting an identity for your offense? And how much of it is just, you know what, we got Josh Allen. We'll let him do Josh Allen things. Like a kid playing Madden that has that one play that works. Well, when the defense is ready for the one play that works, what else are you going to do? And Bill Belichick, who knows the Bills well, knows Josh Allen well, he's ready for the Josh Allen run around and throw the ball 50 yards down the field across your body and complete the long passes to Vaughn Diggs. You take that away, what else do you have? They don't have anything else. They don't have any identity offensively. I'd want to tear it down and build it back up from the standpoint of what are we going to try to do here? What It can't just be Josh Allen cheat code. It's got to be something. Run the ball and then do play action. It's got to be something. Short passing game to set up deeper shots down the field. But you never get the sense that the Bills have a true identity on offense, and that's why they're not winning these games. And that's why there's always this sense of frustration because Josh Allen seems to believe there's a play in the playbook that will deliver 21 points in one fell swoop. And when they don't have that work, they just feel like they press too much. So I think that's what they need to do is keep it simple, keep it basic. But I don't know that you can do that in the middle of a season. It's like changing the tire on a car that's rolling down the street. That is such. That is why Mike Florio is the best uh, NFL radio guest in the business. You should follow him on Twitter 
at Pro Football Talk. Remember, he's got a new book out on November 1st on our way home. It is a holiday book, and all the proceeds go to a local animal shelter. You can get it in paperback. You can get it as an ebook. Uh, Mr. Florio, as always, man, appreciate the time. Love the perspective. Thanks for, for coming on and talking some, some football. Thanks, Todd. Great talking to you as always. All right, buddy. Mr. Florio, Mike Florio, again, Pro Football Talk. That guy's a good radio guest, Tommy. As good as it gets. Oh, forgot to ask him what he thinks of Purdy Daddy when, when Brock Purdy is a kid. I was sweating that. I'm thankful to, to you forgot. Normally, be, I like to remind you, uh, you know, of things so we don't forget. But um, I stopped doing the producer bomb thing, do you? Which I'm really thankful. just for, for the sake of the guest. <laughs> yeah, really for the yeah. sake of the guest. I love that Belichick answer, and the idea of Belichick leaking that himself. Leaking himself, and then when he's asked about it post-game, saying, I don't want to talk about it. 100% buy it. If you could somehow bet on all the sort of machinations, I would put $5,000 on that, and I would win my, I would, I don't care what the odds are. 855-212-4CBS, if you want to, uh, if you want to tell Pretty Daddy here why Purdy Daddy is perfect. He'd be like your... Well, you got to be like best friends from a distance, man. Think about that. The connection you guys would have. Let's get him on the show, and I will, I will ask him. I got I a headache it. now. We have not talked about the Rangers doing their thing. And some NLCS to talk about, too. We got some long ball, a little baseball talk for you, among other headlines from sports in Buy or Sell Next here on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Writer Than You. You can't hold the parking spot. You can absolutely hold the parking spot. Uh, see, now I'm glad that you went there because whatever you said, I was going to believe in the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> whatever direction oh, on this, you, you can just stand for 20 minutes and what? you can just block a parking spot. Yes, absolutely. No, 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 no. On CBS Sports Radio. I like you. We're friends. You're a great producer. You have had some... Of the worst takes that I've ever heard at times. Bogus that still is, isn't talking to me over this. That is by far the worst take I've ever I've ever heard you do. Parking is incredibly difficult. You do whatever you have to do to secure spot. By any means necessary. If you need to stand there, if you need to have a picnic until the person you are waiting for arrives, go for it. Green light, do it. 
Curtis uh, tweets at us, sports writer. Good morning. Hi, Curtis. I have several nominations for Bum of the Week. I'd like to nominate you, me, what did I do? Uh, Pretty Daddy, CBS, Kirk Cousins, and everyone else who keeps playing this hot garbage of a band. Okay, we did play it, but it's kind of a joke. <laughs> oh, you jerk. You're a jerk. You're a good guy. You're a good guy. To use your line about me, back at you. You're... Oh, that song's terrible. I mean, he's not wrong. Ugh. Arms wide open. It's terrible. Uh, this portion of the show, not the one you just heard, the one that's coming up, is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. Did it say it's time for a special edition? Uh, it did not. It oh. did not. You heard what you wanted to hear. It is always special. Every day Thank I you. feel like it's special. Especially today, Bill. You want to know why? Talking. I don't want to be accused of hating on baseball. So we're going to start off with some oh. long ball. Look at this guy evolving and everything. Evolving guy. See? People can change. Not really personality-wise, though. Bill, after the Rangers beat the Astros yesterday in Game 7 of the ALCS to advance to their first World Series since 2011, it leaked that the Astros manager, Dusty Baker, was ready to step down. Now, the 74-year-old Baker has been with the Astros since 2020 and won the World Series last season, as well as another AL pennant back in 2021. Bill, buy or sell Dusty Baker's stint with the Astros has made you think differently of him as a manager. That is a great question. You're a natural at this baseball thing. <laughs> I'm serious, I'll dude. I'll take that backhanded compliment. It is not backhanded. How is it that backhanded? You're always the one that's like, I don't want to talk baseball. There it is right there. And that's how you do. And you actually mumble it. It's weird. <laughs> I mumble a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll buy that. I Bye. Look, I bring my own passion and, and, and biases as a, as a Cubs fan. And I had trouble forgiving Dusty Baker for the Bartman game and for Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood, names that many of you may not know. I once took a shot at Dusty Baker with Jerry Harrison Jr. on as a guest. I think he'd heard, or I, I think I just did it. And Jerry and I are buddies, and Jerry's a sweet guy. He was so angry at me. It was when the show was on from 6 to 10 Eastern time in the evening. And I have come to the place that, that Jerry told me I should be at, which is what a... What a career. I'm actually really glad. That's the only good thing about that World Series. I'm really happy for him. He's one of the greats. And, uh, yes, I view him very differently for whatever reason because of that one top of the top of the sport, top of, top of the world moment for him. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I never would have said this in 2003. I'm happy for Dusty Baker. All right, Bill, let's continue with the long ball here. After losing game six of the NLCS last night to the Diamondbacks, the Philadelphia Phillies, get ready for this, will play in their very first game seven in franchise history. They've been around since 1883. They've never played in a game seven. Buy or sell the Phillies bouncing back tonight and winning game seven at home. I'm going to buy it. Buy. Now, you never know, Momentum, but I'll give you a little little, uh, surprise baseball reporting. Buy or sell, you want some surprise baseball reporting. Buy. So, I had dinner last night with an NBA person, NBA executive, and uh, 
this person. I guess they're all bu- is buddies with a bunch of baseball people from their, their market, right? And said that one of the main lead scouts for another Major League Baseball team that's not in the playoffs told him it was a lock, a lock Philly was going to win this game based on his sort of scouting and his view of baseball. So, yeah, but also, like, I'm not making this up, but I guess you never know. Some anonymous, random, I don't even know who the guy is, but I know what the team he's for. So, yeah. I Look, I think... I think they're the, they're the better baseball team. I think it's been an amazing run for the Diamondbacks. I can't believe they've never played a Game 7 in their entire 150-year history. I had almost. to read that from three different outlets before it would fully like wash over. Crazy. Like, how is that possible? Yeah, give me, give me the... It's also all coming up Philly, right? I mean, the Phillies are doing their thing. The Eagles dominated the Dolphins. I guess it's not going great for the Sixers, but they're in the, they're in the limelight. And sometimes cities have these runs of sports moments. It happens. So, yeah, give give me Philadelphia. You couldn't lead me any better into my next question as we transition to the NFL here. The Eagles. We're talking about Philly. Let's lean into it. They acquired safety Kevin Byard yesterday in a trade with the Titans. The 30-year-old Byard is a two-time All-Pro and Pro Bowler who who was brought in to help with Philly's 18th-ranked pass defense this season. Now, Bill, it's the second trade between the Titans and the Eagles in the last 18 months. I know you remember when the Eagles acquired wide receiver A.J. Brown in a deal back in April of 2022. Bill, buy or sell, you expect Kevin Byer to be as impactful for Philly as A.J. Brown is and was. Oh, I thought you were going to go with impactful. It was going to be very easy, and I was going to make fun of you for making making that way too easy of a as impactful. You don't normally see two franchises deal big-time players like that in a very short window. Yeah, it's a bizarre, especially because the A.J. Brown trade got the last GM fired. Yep, and that's the thing, too. Two different GMs from the same team doing a deal that the first one, Philly, clearly won that deal already. Let me ask you a question before I answer your question. By yourself, you think we are trending toward a much more active trade deadline, trade reality in the, in the NFL over the next two, three, four, five years. Bye. Me too. So I think some of it is these two organizations are just ahead of the curve. And other teams are starting to do the same thing as well. But I, I think this makes a lot of sense. Uh, sell that I think I think he's going to be impactful. Sell that I think he will be as impactful. Sell. Well, I mean, that's a really good football player on an already really good defense in an area that... And it's interesting. I did not know that that's where they ranked in pass defense. And it is an interesting... Look, they're a great they're a great team, and they just shut down the Dolphins. So I'm not going to pretend like this is a sure thing. But you want to be able to stop the passing game in the National Football League, to state the obvious. And any help with that is very, very, very impressive from a team that's already if not the best, according to our power rankings, the second best. Okay, uh, you have the Browns number one. <laughs> I did not. I said they deserve some love. Maybe that's just honorable mention. Buy or sell, you heard Florio put the Jacksonville Jaguars in that elite category and not the Cleveland Browns or the Baltimore Ravens. Buy. Oh, snap. Yeah, I Florio heard took me higher. But he did say. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. 
He, didn't he like, actually – He didn't like Creed one bit. No, he's never scoffed at a question I've asked before, but that one was – he's almost insulted. <laughs> he did say the Browns were the biggest threat to the Ravens in the uh, in the division, though. Yeah, he did. I'm really, they're, they're, I'm really hanging my hat on but that. But they're in the division. I mean, it's – if the Jags were yeah. – <laughs> There's only three options. <laughs> right. All right, Bill, let's stay in the NFL here. Commanders quarterback Sam Howell has been sacked a league high 40 times already through seven games this season, which is on pace to absolutely shatter David Carr's record from 2002 when he was sacked 76 times. Plus, there's a 17th game now, and if Howell plays a full season, it could mean that his number would be even worse. The Commanders are 3-4 and four on the year, and they host the Eagles this weekend. Bill, buy or sell you expected the Commanders to be better than what they've shown this season? I mean, they're 3-4. They're and four. I, I guess... Sam Howell's not going to make it, man, if he's getting hit this often. I, that's a mind-blowing stat, isn't it? 40 times in seven games. I understand it can't be all the offensive line, but I also understand it can't all be Sam Howell's fault. All right, so I'm going to... I'm gonna. What was the question? Buy or sell this where I thought they'd be? Uh, buy or sell, you expected the commanders to be better than what they've shown thus far. Sell. This is kind of where I expect them to be. Sell. They've had a weird... They've had a weird season. I mean, they 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 played. Remember, they played Philly really tough. I think they lost that game in overtime in Philly the first time they played them. Ron Rivera got, didn't want to go for two. That's right. They got crushed by Buffalo. They beat some bad teams early on. Didn't they just lose to the Giants? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad loss. The thing is... If Sam Howell is not sacked 40 times this season, they've played some close games that they've lost. They might be 4-3. and three. I think it's actually been sort of impressive considering the stat you just dropped on us, Pretty Daddy. All right, Bill, let's get to college football here. Reportedly, Connor Stallions, the suspended Michigan coaching staffer, who has been at the center of the NCAA's sign-stealing investigation. I know you love this story so much. I don't care. He purchased tickets in his own name for more than 30 games over the past three years at 11 different Big Ten schools. Builders also reported video evidence of the use of banned electronics banned by the NCAA in order to steal the other team's signs. Buy or sell these new reported details make you feel differently about the NCAA investigation into Michigan. If you missed this, I th- last week believed and argued strenuously that this is jaywalking, that everybody does it, that in a sport before NIL paid players, the NCAA would pick the school they wanted to come down on for that, and all the other schools would act self-righteous, but 75 or 80% of them were doing the exact same thing, and that in a world where people were going to pay kids when they're not allowed to, they were certainly and will certainly scout games when the NCAA are not allowed to. So, sell, my view has changed. Sell. Look, it, 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 is Harbaugh going to go down? Is it possible that the the mob will come for him, that the NCAA will throw the book? Yeah, all that's possible. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I honestly don't, dude. 
I don't see how he can coach next season. They are going to throw the letter of the law at him every single way they 100%. can punish him. They are going to. Like, I don't think he's going to be on the sidelines next year if he doesn't already jump ship for the NFL. Well, that's the thing. Is like I think that this is designed to get him out. I think he. T- we've talked about this at the start of the year. I talked about maybe it was this week. No, it was last Friday. Uh, Harbaugh took on the NCAA, did a self-imposed three. It was a three-game ban at the start of the year. NCAA didn't support it, approve it. They're already in a battle. And when you mess with a cartel that controls your world, you lose. Yeah, he'll be coaching the commanders or somebody else next year, and that's what the NCAA wants. Do I think it's against the rules? Clearly it is. Do I think it's wrong? I mean, do I honestly think jaywalking is wrong? I don't. I think it's a dumb rule. And you're talking about, and he comes from the NFL, but all of the entire culture of football, college, NFL, is find an advantage. And to tell coaches, you can't scout opposing, of course it's going to happen. The issue, and maybe what should cost Harbaugh his reputation or whatever, is him deciding, or him delegating to people who decided, to allow someone to do this in in such a blatantly stupid way. Put Pretty Daddy down. Put Phil Biter down when you when you sign up for the tickets. <laughs> Go and find a scalper and just buy the tickets without your name on it. Why are you dancing? You like that take? You're a weird guy too, bro. I'm a very weird guy. Yeah, I, like I it. probably fall somewhere in between of it being overly serious, but also they should get more than a slap on the wrist. Either way. I don't think Harbaugh is coaching Michigan next year, whether it's the NFL or the NCAA throwing the book at him. Buy or sell, you think there are at least seven top 30 teams right now who are telling their guys to do the same thing. Let's keep it easy the next few weeks. Bye. Yeah, me too. I mean, come on. I don't know that they're doing it the same exact way, but to some degree, yes. I got Penn State super fan and and, uh, 6 to 10 p.m. executive producer... Ryan Hickey just like tweeting about Harbaugh's going down, and I texted him just like you know his own tweet was I think the word come on bruh. and then I got a, a Trace Ryan Hickey we call him Trace. If you really think Penn State hasn't done this, or is, I guess percentages that I mean come on, they're not doing it well enough. No, you're right, they're not doing it well. I mean just I just don't I don't care. I care about most rules. I can be self righteous like everybody else. This just seems like a very clear way to get Harbaugh. It's time for No Context Buy or Sell. We haven't done this in a while. Just one for you today, Bill. Buy or Sell, Nikola Jokic should be the betting favorite for MVP this season. I wish you'd read what you wrote in the script. Can I do it? (laughs) Buy or Sell, you think Nikola Jokic. (laughs) Buy. I think Nikola Jokic. I'm just walking down the street and I'm like, Nikola Jokic. Uh, should he be the betting favorite in the MVP this season? <sighs> bye. Tentatively, bye. Bye. Yeah. I think it's going to be honest. But who knows? It could be Shea. There's a lot of people it could be. Forgot some words in my script there. I don't, I'm not mad at you. Nobody's mad at you. Some important words at that. Uh, buy or sell, you can name this movie line. I celebrate his entire catalog. Sell office space when that the, the guys that come in are talking to Michael Bolton, not the singer, about his name. I celebrate Creed's entire catalog. No, I don't. Eight five five two one two four CBS is the phone number. Twitter sports writer sports R E I T E R. Tommy on there at Pretty Daddy CBS. Uh, we're gonna do a little a little hoopier than thou 
NBA kicks off tonight. We'll give you some storylines we're looking forward to after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Can I go back and forth here, oh, Pretty Daddy? I like messing with you a little bit, and I like it when I let the music play. But I feel like you were getting used to it a little bit. I don't want you to build up a tolerance. Uh, no, don't worry about it. I wasn't getting used to it. I'm good with this. Makes me laugh. I think my record when I used to do nights was three and a half or four minutes. Oh, my goodness. Please don't ever do that to me. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to happen. i got to be in the right. I probably won't do it as long as we are a two-hour show. But if anything ever changes that, buddy, you're in trouble. Good to know. Really good to know. So you're probably good. Uh, The the Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Browns defensive end Miles Garrett was a one-man band on Sunday against the Colts. Seven tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles, and a blocked field goal in Cleveland's 39-38 win. That's the guy that Florio thinks, if the Browns can, can be the top seed, will be the MVP. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union. How would you feel? And my um, sister-in-law and brother-in-law are in the Navy and love and appreciate their service. So actually, I love when we do that particular, that in the in the parlance of our business, that read, because uh, the Navy is near and dear to my heart, just because my family, my wife's family, but my family now too. How would you feel if I, if I did the Defensive Player of the Week and I, instead of reading what you wrote, said... Pretty Daddy Tom DeCelestino is the Defensive Player of the Week because on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, he uses all of his moves to avoid making eye contact or giving anyone directions on the streets of New York City, a defensive effort that makes him awkward but successful and his goal to have no human interaction. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union. While that would be incredibly accurate, I probably wouldn't take kindly to it. But all okay. facts that you just listed. Just a second. Have you? I mean, you've been evolving a lot. Have you gotten? Have you secretly turned to somebody, or you heard someone say, "Oh, where's Houston? Where's Houston?" Have you said, "Oh, you know, actually, it's Houston. It's over. Just take a left and go up." Have you gotten there yet? Uh, I'm at the point in my evolution where yesterday, leaving the building, there were three other people in the elevator with me, and all I did the entire time was stare at my shoes. <laughs> I didn't want to look up in fear. Of having human interaction, somebody starting a conversation with me, mm-hmm. I did not look up whatsoever. Sometimes, I think I've told you this, when I get in an elevator, if I'm in a mood, which it happens, I will, um, I'll just be like, hey, what's going on? This is awkward, huh? Or, hey, what's everybody doing? <laughs> uh, I think the move that you said you were going to do the next time. The we backwards. Were, yeah, I, I love can't. it. Oh, I forgot to do it with you. I would squirm. I would legitimately a, physically squirm. It's an interesting test. Of just social norms and 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 sort of and groupthink, right? Also, sometimes there are elevators. I'm on elevators where it has doors on each side, and if I know that I'm entering on one side but I'm going to exit on the other, I will face the proper way, and then everyone gets uncomfortable and judgy. And then when it opens on the proper side, it's oh, we were the ones doing it backwards. Me, this guy, uncomfortable and judgy, right here, me. I know it's part of your charm. Let's um. Do you want to do a little uh a little hoopier than now? I'm ready for it. All right. Bill Ryder has the NBA takes you need to hear. This is best hit. 
Oh, thank God the NBA season's back because that's exactly what I need. I'm excited. Can't wait to get going. Um, we let's just, just do. Let's just we'll like have a conversation. We'll toss out some of the things that we're interested in. You can see me on CBS Sports HQ starting a whole bunch with the NBA season. I'll be on today at three o'clock Eastern. I think I'm on Thursday night. I don't know. Just turn on CBS Sports HQ and maybe I'll be on there. Uh, obviously, we talked about Giannis. And what we talked about? You okay? I'm great. I'm good. We talked about Giannis's. You're a weird guy. Giannis's extension. I. I. It's it, it, the Dame trade's already a win. There are real mixed feelings in the NBA among people who, who do this for a living about whether it's going to work. And by mixed feelings, I mean people who are sure that they're the best team in the East and people who think it's certain that they're not going to be good enough. I am in the camp that thinks it absolutely works. I think the defensive sensibilities of that squad are going to are going to hold, even with the backcourt defensively not being as good. I just. The offensive firepower Damian Lillard adds to Giannis and the way that he compliments Giannis Antetokounmpo. Because the one thing, Giannis isn't a shooter, and if you if you pack the paint and you force him to shoot or force his guys to score, it has at times not worked. That ain't going to work with Damian Lillard. It's going to make it so hard. You just, if you try to contain Damian Lillard, Giannis is going to have a clear path to the hoop, and that athleticism is just going to dominate you. And Giannis can create for Dame. And you got to double Giannis when he's on fire. I, I love it for Milwaukee. Love it. Another one is Wembenyama. I don't, Tom, I think you're kind of a skeptic of hype. I think this guy might surpass the hype. I don't want to say this, but I'm going to, I'm saying, I'm saying he will. He might be better than LeBron. That's in the cards. The freakish athleticism that I saw in the preseason. I get it, it's the preseason. But some of the ways he was able to contort that seven foot three, seven foot four frame was unbelievable. It's um, Dude, he's... If he stays healthy, it's going to be amazing. Um, I had some, um, in the last 24 hours, some some Suns big three doubts from, from some folks. And that got reinforced by the news today that Bradley Beal is going, to, is going to miss the opener against the Lakers with a back ailment. Somebody made the point to me, a couple people, I thought it was interesting. Somebody made the point, and then I followed up with other people. I never thought of this, never heard this. Their thing was, oh, injuries, and Kevin Durant's injured. and But they said, just Beal's not a winner. I got a couple Beal's not a winner from people, which... Right, Yikes. talented guy that doesn't win. Yeah, and it's interesting because, like with Kirk Cousins, it always comes back to Creed. Like with Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins came from a Washington organization organization that was hapless. It was hard to know if it was him or the organization. He left. He still hasn't had massive success with a much better organization and more talented team. And obviously, Bradley Beal leaves Washington, goes to Phoenix. Really interesting. Uh, ja Morant getting his act together. I, I don't really have this nailed down, but I'll, so I'll, let me say this. I have heard that things are not great, and there is some concerns that maybe Jaws just not going to figure it out. Definitely not what I wanted to hear. Yeah, and they just left lost Stephen Adams for the year. They do have Marcus Smart step in for for, for Jaw, but I they've lost some key players the last season two season. I I want to believe in Memphis. I just can't. I mean, 25 games, which is how long John Morant is suspended for this unacceptable behavior. It's a lot of time. Uh, Steph and LeBron being too old. Again, having conversations with people, there's a sense that the some people that, that would know think the Warriors' window is closed, which I find really interesting. And there's a similar sense that the Lakers are good but not good enough. If, if all of these things hold, right, if Memphis isn't good enough, if... The Suns are, are not going to get done because Bradley Beal isn't going to be healthy and or just isn't going to be what people think he is. If Steph and LeBron are too old, you start to look around and ask yourself, who's beating Denver? 
Uh, Joe Mazzula, who autocorrected with me you yesterday, called him Malusa. <laughs> uh, jo- if you saw my face yesterday after that text, I was afraid to ask you what you meant. Joe Mazzula under massive, massive pressure. We got like 30 seconds left. Anything? Can the Heat pull off a miracle? Nobody thinks they can. They were an eight seed last year. What am I missing? There's a bunch of good stuff. That's the most of it, right? The Knicks! The Knicks haters coming back at you on Twitter. Well, Joel Embiid becoming a Nick in the in the Philly saga is interesting. Can Embiid take them higher? All right, no more Creed. We're done with Creed. Thank you for listening. Thanks for Pretty Daddy. I'm Bill Ryder. See you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 